0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, and it's been a big week for Amateur Radio here in Australia. This is the news for week commencing July the 8th, 2018.
0: The ACMAR. New Approaches to Amateur Radio Qualification Arrangements Consultation closes, July 2, 2018 IFC, 16-2018, Amateur Radio Hand JPG, 0 Consultation closed, submissions This consultation is now closed, and submissions are under review Need more information or assistance? Read our FAQs New approaches to amateur radio qualification arrangements 366 kilobytes. Consultation
1: closed. That audio's from the ACMA website as they, the ACMA, ponder over the submissions. Our WIA responded to the ACMA consultation paper on amateur qualifications. The response was submitted to the regulator for their consideration Monday, the 2nd of July 2018, and was distributed to the volunteer community of nominated assessors assessors and learning facilitators. Key themes that resonate through all submissions received by the WIA is that members and the broader amateur community strongly oppose any change to the Amateur Radio Qualification Framework that Greg VK2GPK, a WIA director, will explain in detail much of the submission further down the log today. And remember, for all inquiries regarding the WIA's response, please email support at wia.org.au. A lesson in space station communications. In Melbourne, some students can't wait to get to class. Robert, VK3DN, tells us why. Students are known for asking tough questions.
2: Just ask any teacher. In mid-July, however, some questions from kids at one Melbourne Australia school can be expected to rise to a whole new level more like 200-plus miles above the Earth. Where will they find the answers? Hopefully, aboard the International Space Station, where they'll be talking to the Essex Heights Primary School somewhere between July the 16th and the 22nd. The connection will be made via Telebridge, which involves an amateur radio ground station elsewhere, establishing the contact and then facilitating the conversation via phone patch. The school's website describes the occasion as both a school and a community event. So bring on those questions. Organisers have indicated that the astronaut addressing the curious youngsters is likely to be either Ricky Arnold, KE5DAU, or Serena Ornon-Chancellor, KG5TMT.
1: I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. No doubt the students are looking forward and looking up. ABC Southwest West Australia has interviewed Norman Gom, VK6GOM, about the benefits of the hobby of ham radio. Norman, 82 years old, spends a few hours in the shack each day and says ham radio requires a lot of cognitive skills and a lot of understanding technology, so I found that's a very good way of keeping me active. Richard Oxley, VK6VRO, was interviewed as well, from his table in the backyard. Richard is legally blind and finds the hobby of amateur radio fun and commented, you never get sick of making that first contact with somebody from overseas. Secretary of the WIA, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, says that enthusiasts regularly fund and build satellites that are launched into space and talk with the International Space Station. The technical aspect alone of setting up a ham radio station would be of interest to anybody looking for something challenging, said Mr Clee. The article finishes with that comment that it's this challenge that continues to draw enthusiasts like VK6GOM and VK6VRO back to his ham shack on a daily basis. Interference a key issue for the ACMA. Each year our communications regulator, the ACMA, sets its priority compliance area program for radio communications, which takes a strategic approach to their overall scheme and operational activities. In 2018-19, ACMA will focus on... Interference Management, Spectrum Review Implementation and Licensing Integrity. The WIA Board in May issued notices of petition for expulsion to several members under Clause 5.7 of the WIA Constitution. This clause empowers the Board to expel a member whose contact is deemed contrary to the best interest of the WIA. Despite publicity to the contrary, no Board decision to expel any member had been taken at that time. This constitutional action was initiated when a concerned group of members jointly petitioned the WIA Board in April 2018 to expel certain other members citing contact they believed would trigger expulsion under Clause 5.7. The WIA Board has a responsibility to consider and act on such a petition under the provisions of the WIA Constitution. The WIA Board following extensive deliberations, decided to withdraw the notices of petition for expulsion and cease action on the aforementioned member's petition. That is, no member has been expelled. From Australia, this is VK1
0: WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Greg,
3: VK2GPK one of the directors of the WIA with this week's edition of the WIA Board comment. This week my focus will be the future of amateur radio learning and assessment. Earlier this week, the WA submitted its response to the Australian Communications Management Authority consultation document regarding potential variations to the current amateur radio operators qualification framework. This was released with an unusually short response timeframe of one month. We did, however, ask the membership for their input, and despite the tight time frame we received numerous detailed responses from members. The WIA board sincerely thanks these members for their input and insight. It all helps. So what is this document for consultation from ACMA about? Almost ten years ago the WIA agreed to undertake a number of amateur radio related functions that had been until then carried out by the ACMA. These were the AOCP examination process, AOCP issue. And radio amateur call sign management for the entire amateur radio cohort. So in February 2009 the WIA and the ACMA signed the deed to transfer these functions to the WIA, initially for five years with an option to extend for another five years which was taken up. This deed will expire February 2019 next year. This was the first of a number of the ACMA outsourcing arrangements for radio operator qualifications driven by budget pressure on the ACMA to reduce headcount, and was followed by the marine radio operators' examination and certificates. However, in this outsourcing process by the ACMA, some vocational radio operator qualifications fell by the wayside, such as the broadcast operator's certificate of proficiency and the TV operator's certificate of proficiency. These deeds have transaction prices, e.g. for a foundation exam or a standard exam, etc., that are based on cost recovery alone, the organisations providing these functions cannot make a profit under the terms of the deed. And of course, without the various WA-affiliated clubs, the many volunteer, learning facilitators and assessors, the cost of entry to the hobby would be prohibitive. My informed guess is ten times more expensive. Fast forward to 2018, now, the ACMA has even more budget pressure today to reduce headcount further than a decade ago, and to recover more or all of its costs directly from licence holders. So about a month ago, the ACMA released the examination consultation document that proposes three alternative future scenarios for examinations once the existing deed with the WIA expires. There isn't time today to cover the details of each proposed scenario, but in summary, scenario one is basically a continuation of the status quo as implemented in the existing WIA ACMA deed, minus the delegation for AACP issue, and minus call sign management. Scenarios two and three imply multiple competitive suppliers of examination services with multiple high cost RTOs or registered training organisations for each of the service providers. However, there are potential benefits that flow from these approaches. The WIA's response analyses the three scenarios and identifies the pros and cons plus alternatives. The full response will be available on the WI website. Please take a few minutes to read it. In conclusion, the WI is aware of at least four respondents to the ACMA consultation document. At this stage there is no certainty on what the future state of AR learning and assessments will be next year. None of the pro- proposed scenarios address if, who and how AOCP certificates would be issued. They may not be issued at all. Call sign management is unclear with a document asking for proposals. It is not a given that AR examinations will continue as financially viable under at least two of the three new scenarios proposed by ACMA due to increased costs and dilution of revenue across multiple providers. This outcome would have obvious negative consequences for the AR community and the future of the hobby. The extinction fate of the TVOCP and BOCP qualifications highlights the risk for the Australian Amateur Cohort for the long-term viability and continuance of AR learning and assessment. Thanks. This is Greg, VK2GPK, on behalf of the WIA Board.
1: Across Australia from bk one wia You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Tasmania, it can be heard on repeaters right around the state on 2 metres and 70
4: centimetres at 0900 on Sundays and repeated at 2,000 hours on Tuesdays on VK7RTC in the south and VK7RAA in the north.
1: I'm Mike, VK7 Foxtrot, Bravo.
5: International News with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, AWRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Electronic waste is a growing challenge, so what can you do to help? Did you know that 45 million metric tonnes of electronic waste, e-waste, were produced across the world in 2016? That's the equivalent of nine Great Pyramids of Giza, and the amount of e-waste produced each year is growing. That's according to the Global E-Waste Monitor, an annual report from the International Telecommunication Union, United Nations University, and the International Solid Waste Association that tracks the amount of e-waste globally. The waste consists of information and communication technology devices such as computers, mobile phones, screens, wires and all of the electrical and electronic equipment or its parts that have been discarded without the intent to reuse. If you consider that most people in developed countries now own more than one ICT device and that replacement cycles for mobile phones and computers and also for other devices and equipment are becoming shorter, the scale of the problem is expected to grow year over year. Europeans were experiencing some space QRM in late June. No, it wasn't from Mars or Jupiter or even the Sun. It came from the International Space Station. Operators from across Europe heard English and Spanish stations on the 2 metre FM calling frequency of 145.50 MHz. Was this some special tropo propagation that lasted in bursts of 10 to 15 minutes? But why didn't the stations respond to calls? What happened was that after some testing some yet to be launched satellites inside the ISS, the Kenwood transceiver was left on in crossband repeater mode and somehow had been set to 145.5 rather than the usual 145.8 MHz output frequency. It went unnoticed except by a few avid ISS followers who happily used it for a couple of days until it was turned off by the spacemen. From Iraq, Sophia Barbarani writes in the National Newspaper about the community of radio enthusiasts that remains active inside Iraq. Ahmed al-Amshawi was just 17 years old when he first discovered the world of ham radio in his native Baghdad in 1996. One of Iraq's first ham radio operators is thought to have been King Ghazi in the late 1930s, paving the way for the rest of Iraq. Saddam Hussein was in power when Ahmed first picked up the crackling microphone that would connect him to the outside world. The adrenaline rush he felt lives on with him today, and so too does the hobby and its enthusiasts. At the time, Saddam's regime had prohibited ham radio operators from using their equipment at home. Instead, licensed operators were made to gather in government-sanctioned communal rooms where they each took turns having conversations with fellow ham radio operators. Meanwhile, the government listened in. But even today, 15 years after the fall of Saddam, and with the development of a wave of new forms of communication, there remain some 150 licensed ham radio operators, proud members of a largely unknown community inside Iraq. After the fall of Saddam in 2003, operators were issued with home licenses, allowing them to communicate from the privacy of their own houses. But the U.S. forces that occupied the country and a new Iraqi government remained suspicious of the operators at a time when a militant insurgency was tearing at the country from within. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle, says Ahmed. You get to know new people every time you go on the air. Some of them become your best friends and even reach the level of family. Ahmed's first radio communication from his home was with an operator in the U.S. state of Alaska in 2003, soon after the sectarian violence that engulfed Iraq forced his family out of the neighborhood. French national societies support ham radio entry-level license. REF, DRAF and other national societies in France want an amateur radio entry-level license which should have access to all modes digital and analogue. REF says the current single-class licence system was imposed by the regulator on radio amateurs without any consultation in 2011-2012. It removed the then-existing entry-level Class 3 licence, which had required a straightforward 15-minute exam of 20 questions. From the USA, news of the scam. A poorly worded online solicitation seeking donations to support medical costs for an ill youngster is not from the ARRL and is a scam. Some hams have reported receiving an email with the subject line Help Support Dawn, dated on or about June 30, stating that Dawn is the critically ill son of an ARRL member and requires urgent surgery. AWRL would never send an unsigned email like this to our members, said AWRL CEO Barry Shelley, November 1, Victor X-Ray Yankee. This is clearly a hoax, and we would never solicit for private causes in this fashion. To prey on the willingness of our members to help other hams in need is particularly despicable. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. In the beginning,
4: there was silence. Then came ham radio. And there came the great exchange of ideas that led to many new inventions like the cell phone and communications that leads to lifelong friendships from down the street to around the world with millions of other amateur radio operators. And today's ham radio is the best source of backup communications during disasters or emergencies. Ham radio is alive and well. Find out more. Visit HelloRadio.org and get in on all the action.
0: From Australia, this is VK one wia and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming, and text at wia.org.au. Ham
6: hey, radio operational news. It's contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Danish headquarters award. Make contact with OZ1HQ on either SSB or CW or both between July 14th, 1200 hours UTC, and July 15th, 1200 hours UTC. That's this weekend during the IARU HF Championship. For DX stations, contact via four bands leads to a gold award. Silver is with three bands and bronze is issued to operators who make contact on two bands. Rules are simple. All contacts with OZ1 HQ count for the award. Tear Morial DX Challenge The April-June period of the Tear moral DX Challenge for 2018 has now closed, and entries are open until July 14th. The objective of the challenge is to work the Most Wanted DXCC entities based on their ranking and club logs Most Wanted list, which is published on the Contest website. All Australian amateurs are eligible to enter, and entering is easy. You don't need to be a serious DXer. If you worked any DX during April-June, head over to bk2au.org and submit an entry. The website is tidy and easy to understand. Scroll down to the Entry Submission section where you will find a number of simple ways to submit your entry. This is a fun and relaxed challenge where you work DX in your own time over a three-month period. It's easy, and submitting an entry only takes a few minutes. The website again, vk2au.org. It's less than a week to go to the World Championships of Amateur Radio, and the
7: organisers need your help, as DD5LP explains. In order to test the mettle of the 63 two-person teams during the IARU-HF contest, on the 14th and 15th of July, they need you to call as many of the WRTC stations as possible. In return there are awards to be won along with the respect and thanks of the organisers. Once you've worked all the stations, do you want to stay involved in the competition? Well you can, through watching the real-time online scoreboard, the daily video news programmes, the live-streamed opening and closing ceremonies, but please, just get on the bands and keep calling until you get through to the stations. The call signs of the stations will be announced during the live-streamed opening ceremony on Thursday, as well as being posted to the event website in plenty of time for the contest start on Saturday at 1200 UTC. To those coming to Wittenberg, whether competitors, judges, volunteers or visitors, the organisers look forward to welcoming you. For those who can't attend, all the competitors look forward to working you on the HF bands. Full details are at www wrtc2018.de website. This includes links to the live streaming videos, daily TV info programs and the online scoreboard. Getting packed up, ready to go to Wittenberg, this has been Ed Durant, DD5LP.
6: Wonderful wireless world of DX, Algeria 7X. A group of operators are QIV during the month of July with special calls 7V5ID in celebration of the 57th anniversary of Algeria's independence from Stridia, Monster the M. Activities on one six eight six meters using CWSSB nft FT-8. QSL via 7X4CZ. Iceland, TF. G0PAT as QRV as TF-G0PAT from Vic Island, IOTA, EU021, until July 9. Activity will be on the HF bands, but he will be using QRP power. He also plans to activate some soda references. QSL to home call, G0POT. Papua New Guinea, P2. z one BQD is as P29RR from WeWAC IOTA OC034 from July 1 to 26. Activity will be on the Hedgehog bands with a focus on FT8. QSL direct to home call, again that's ZI1 BQD. Now our weekly look at contests in brief. In all majors running contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. July 14-15 Worldwide IARU Headship Championship July 21 VK Transitors Malay Band Contest August 11-12 VK Remembrance Day Contest August 18-19 Worldwide Lighthouse and Lineship Weekend August 25-26 VK Alara Wild Contest October 6 Worldwide Oceania DX Contest For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, Kewenningham.
4: Across Australia
6: from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory and you can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950 O oh, and O oh frequencies: one four decimal three three seven, one zero decimal one three seven, seven decimal one nine three, three decimal five five five. And I am Carl with a K, sound Victor Kilo Eight Y Alpha whiskey
4: Hello, I'm Bruce VK three triple F WW Special Interest Groups Final Frontier. Brian VK2AAF via the AMSAT VK list let the WIA know that iridium flares may, unfortunately, be history. Sourced from an article on the Heavens Above website, they report that several people are reporting that iridium flares are not showing up as predicted. Many of the first generation iridium satellites are being deorbited to make way for the next generation. Over 20 appear to have been moved out of their operation orbits. This means they're not producing reliable flares. The other bad news is that the new satellites are not expected to produce flares due to revised design. Massive dust storm alters the appearance of Mars. A Martian dust storm that started in late May silencing NASA's Opportunity rover has now wrapped itself around the entirety of Mars radically transforming the appearance of the red planet. Amateur astronomers are taking pictures of the storm through backyard telescopes and even naked eye observers say they can see changes in the planet's colour. Visit spaceweather.com for more information and animations. WW Special Interest Groups CW. Fists, the worldwide CW club, has here in Australia renewed their club callsign VK2FDU. It is available for use should any member wish to run an additional net such as the QRP. All you need to do is check with Gary VK2GAZ first. Fists here in VK are searching for a volunteer to assist with the VK membership administration. The task involves maintaining the VK membership database and to manage all the VK subscriptions and renewals. The VK membership is approaching 100. Please consider this important role. Much like the WIA and your local club, they do not run by themselves. Special Interest Group's Summits on the Air. Congratulations to Magda Swart, ZS6MMS, who has become the second YL in South Africa to achieve 100 points for activating Summits. Magda got her 100 points after activating ZSKN 345 Haluka and ZSKN 204 Clip Sprit on Thursday the 28th of June 2018. Magda joins Adele ZS-5 APT with a hundred and more activator points. WW Special Interest Group Maritime. Members of the Great South Bay Amateur Radio Club in the USA will remember those lost in the sinking of the USS San Diego. They will operate as W2NMY from July 14 until July 22, UTC, to mark the centennial of the sinking of the armoured cruiser on July 18, 1918, 12 miles off Fire Island, New York, and to honour the six sailors who died. Because the San Diego's onboard radio was not working, the captain dispatched the gunnery officer to the mainland. But by the time he returned, two hours later, with rescue vehicles, it was too late. The San Diego became the only major war ship lost by the U.S. after its involvement in World War I. A naval court of inquiry subsequently concluded that a mine laid by a German submarine had sunk the San Diego. W2NMY operation will be on all bands and modes. A downloadable certificate will be available for confirmed contacts. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo.
1: On the social scene, 2018. July 7-8, that's this weekend in VK3, Gipps Tech 2018, the 21st annual Gippsland Technical Conference is underway. July 20 in VK3 and something a little different from Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, an invite to radio control models on steroids. A presentation by model shipbuilder Nigel Allum. Nigel has been building large-scale radio-control model ships since 1970, and he looks forward to showing you two of his amazing ships at the July 20 meeting. On display will be his model of the Queen Mary II, measuring three and a half metres long, and the USS Missouri, almost three metres long. Watch how he lifts the lid on these models and allows you to have a good look inside the full workings, including the radio-control gear and electronics. See how these models were constructed from scratch and the various materials used for construction. Nigel has an amazing wealth of knowledge on the subject and other models he's built include Queen Elizabeth II and Oriana. There'll also be a short video presentation of the real Queen Mary II and footage of QE two sailing around Lake Waruna. The evening commences at 7.30pm Friday, July 20 at the Longley Sports Pavilion, 20 Longley Lane, Longley. Where's Longley? Near Bendigo. A gold coin donation would be appreciated. Tea, coffee and biscuits available. Moving forward to August. Still in VK3, August 4, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. September 21, 23 in VK4, the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM weekend at Lake Mariboon. September 28 to October 1 in VK4, Cardwell Gathering. November, November 11 in VK5, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest, Mianna Community Centre. And November 18 in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest. Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club's Rosebud Radio Fest will take place at 9.30am on the 18th. This is billed as a full-featured amateur radio festival and is Spark's annual celebration of amateur radio, computers, SDR new and pre-loved gear, forums, prizes, displays, suppliers, antennas, emergency services and more. Sunday, November 18, Eastbourne Primary School Auditorium and Grounds, Lumby Avenue at Rosebud. And it's just an hour from the Melbourne CBD. You can check out their website and the text edition for phone numbers for info and table bookings. So that wraps up what's in store for ham radio operators in the good year 2018. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service.